want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. Hi. We named our podcast Heavy Load because it's universal. Anyone can have a podcast and call it Heavy Load. Anyone can have a Heavy Load. And um, A Heavy Load doesn't choose an audience. doesn't exa- choose a person. Exactly. And that's why we're partnering with Advanced Auto Parts. The same with the LGBTQ community. That's right. Just kidding. Yeah, Dan doesn't stand with LGBTQ. Anyway. No, I don't. It's advanced auto parts that I'm not down with. <laughs> What's my cat doing? It's a that, real sleepy Saturday. It's a new segment for the show. What's my cat doing? Kind of like sitting with three limbs on my leg. and Oh, she's biting her own tail now. She's tapping out. <laughs> Just yeah, Dan's got his cat in the ankle lock right now. <laughs> she's a she's a funky little cat. She uh What's the word? Unhinged? Um not sick, hysterical. But I'm not you well. might say I'm not sick, but I'm not well. What about a like a oh, that's so cool. a wave of feminism that's specific to um, animals? Oh no, you don't. Animal feminism. Yeah. Uh, good luck with that. Why? Huh? What are you trying to say about feminists that they are animals? No. I'm kidding. That's not what you said. I'm just saying, uh, good luck telling a king of the jungle, the tiger, I mean the lion, you know. Do you think anyone's goal with a podcast is like, um, I'm going to keep recording podcasts until someone throws me in jail for it? What's the question? (laughs) Do you think anyone's trying to just like push their podcast as far as possible until they, um get thrown in prison as a result of podcast um like kind of self-immolating but with a podcast has anyone tried that uh, I don't yeah probably like uh someone who kills people uh and records it yeah it's audio only though you can't really prove anything with audio only yeah like Audio is usually <coughs> just circumstantial evidence. Okay, audience, I'm currently Enid? using the bandsaw to cut their limbs up. This episode of me killing people because uh, my mommy didn't love me enough is brought to you by Squarespace. Like, how many times do they have to say, like, this is not fiction? I'm literally doing this right now. All right, folks, you're with me right now in the car as I am ca- as I am uh, scoping out a house that I've noticed leaves its doors unlocked. Uh, I'm going to come right in the door and shoot them in the face. <laughs> Brought to you by nuts.com. What if, um, in bowling. Wow, I just shit my pants. <laughs> what if in bowling for Columbine, Michael Moore, um, his MO was he always had a gun with him and he just shot people? Like, remember the scene where he's going door to door in Canada and he just, like, walks right in people's houses? I only really remember the scene where he interviews Marilyn Manson and Charlton Heston. Yeah, that, I think about the Charlton Heston thing a lot. Yeah. Just like the non-ending of that interview. Okay, folks, this is Roger Moore. I mean, this is uh, Michael Moore. <laughs> and uh, this is the podcast segment of the movie. The movie is over. I am now going to follow Charlton Heston wherever it is he is going. And I am going to eat him. I'm going to bite him till he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> To prove that a gun cannot stop a man like me, who is twisted. You sure remind him. Who is twisted, and I will walk out of his house wearing his skin as my own skin. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a tight fit, but uh, we're going to see if it works. Yeah. Uh, You got Kmart to stop selling um, Planet of the Apes on DVD. Is that as much as he did? 
I was gonna say he got Kmart to stop selling guns, but Kmart went out of business <laughs> anyway, so a very small victory. Yeah, no, it, yeah. In retrospect, didn't really mean much. No, d- I think he got Kmart to stop selling ammunition. Very small victory. <laughs> um, do you remember my minions. brother? Huh? There's minions. Oh yeah, they love minions in Japan. What are you saying? Uh, I don't know. It was like a dream my brother had about a dude um, biting his stomach and going on a roller. I don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, what do we think about Michael Moore these days? Hometown hero. He's a Detroit guy. We got to represent him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what he's doing. I don't really know either. I feel like he probably ha- has a podcast at this point. Probably. He's been interviewed by Nardwar, so that's usually kind of like people's career peak. He's kind of the max headroom of uh, documentary filmmaking. Speaking of documentary filmmaking, <laughs> I don't know what that. Okay, I've never seen a Ken Burns documentary. Dude, they're all so long. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen one either, to be honest. Okay, they're, so we're not always, really gonna have a conversation on this. No, I'm saying they're always like, well, let let's give our plead our case for why we've never bothered. They're so long. I've just heard they're good, and that's good enough for me, I guess. They're like 10 hours. Yeah. I started watching the Ernest Hemingway. I just, well, I was doing homework or something, so I just put it on in the background. I'm going to pull up his filmography. He did one about baseball. He did one about the Vietnam War. I'm pretty sure he did one about the Civil War. did that one about Ernest Hemingway. Feels like he has a new one every year, more or less. Okay, so he's got Brooklyn Bridge. A film on the history of the Brooklyn Bridge, this first one. Runtime is fifty eight minutes. Okay. I mean you don't you don't start with like the ten part Each. miniseries. Oh. No, I was kidding. <laughs> and it's a hundred episodes. The Shakers, hands to work, hearts to God. Don't I it doesn't even really say what this is about. Probably about the um religious movement. Oh. Or maybe salt and pepper shakers, I don't know. Okay. Then you did one on the Statue of Liberty. 60 minutes. Dudes. He did one on Huey Long. <coughs> That's probably pretty interesting, actually. The Congress. Thomas Hart Benton. How many has he done, just overall? Well, we're going to find out. And the seventh one was the Civil War. Because he did, huh? This guy likes. He kind of made his. I don't know. I wonder if he started off. He's like, I'm going to be the guy who makes documentaries about buildings. Empire of the Air. It's a book. Uh, then he did baseball. He just. He made that. Mm-hmm. All right. I kind of think about that in terms of like, you know, like with chess. It's like who invented chess? They had to be a real freak about it to come up with that game that's like... I mean, how many people have come up with like board game concepts that just have disappeared to history? I suppose I kind of would like to watch this documentary about the West. Because, I mean, you have baseball and chess. Or, I'm sorry, backgammon and chess, I'm thinking about. Board games that are so freaking old. But, like, people are still enamored by them. How do you conceptualize that? Ken Burns? Know. Get on it. How? Yeah, how do you come up with ba- a game like baseball? Yeah, I mean, I guess most things are just like ado- adapted from something else. So I think most board games are kind of adapted from backgammon. Yeah. But I don't know how to play backgammon. I'm talking about baseball. Well, baseball, I guess what I was getting at is baseball is kind of adapted from probably another game, right? I don't know. The fucking the Mayan... Wiffle ball? ball? The Mayan stone game? The Mayan ball game? Whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Where they got the big stone and they have to get it through the hoop? That sounds more like basketball. I guess it is closer to basketball. Because uh, that's the thing I'm saying is like, you know, baseball compared to a game like basketball or hockey, it seems so like... Int- like, I don't know. Not intricate, but like 
Just imagine the guy. I had someone conceive of like, okay, so you can hit the ball, and then you got to try to run around the ring. But, you know, you, you, you're safe there. You're safe here. <laughs> I, no, no, you can't go there. Yeah, imagine the guy trying to explain that to like 10 people. <laughs> And he's like, and you, you're not even going to be on the base. You're going to be on the bench, and you're the desert. You're the only one. You only hit. Yeah. All you do is hit the ball and walk the bases. And you guys, can you go back out even further? No, you're not You're not on the bases. Even further. Further. The guy who invented baseball was No, probably... way, way further than that. <laughs> That's the outfield. Yeah, like, did the he? I don't. He couldn't have had like d- distinct space rules. Like the the baseball diamond had to be a different size every time for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like the guy who invented it probably was the designated hitter because he's like, I don't want to do any of this shit. You guys do that. I'm just gonna sit here and watch. And I'm gonna crank out occasionally. Yeah, smack that thing. Whereas basketball, it's like, okay, you got a ball, throw it through the hoop. All right, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Hockey, it's like uh, Enid. All right, you gotta make a goal with the sticks. You're on skates. I mean, that seems like a weird idea. Kinda, yeah. Enid. But I just assume like rugby existed first or something. You for know? football. Yeah. Or yeah. As it as a stepping stone for football. Or soccer existed before. I was talking else? to my dad. I guess the NFL wants to expand the league. To include European teams? Yeah. How stupid is that? Do they even like football over there? Well, there's that, but also just think about the travel time that that would put the (laughs) players in. (laughs) I'm just imagining our Detroit Lions playing in the Roman Coliseum. The Detroit Lions playing the Barcelonans. (laughs) They're just, like, playing football in historic sites. That might be good. They're playing at the Palace of Versailles. These Europeans, you know, they're not ready for Monday Night Football. No. So the Lions might advance in standings if we add more teams that are that have never even con- never even considered playing football. I don't know. I think if soccer hooligans had another sport to be passionate about, they would be just be murdering people in the streets straight up. Mm-hmm. Soccer fans are annoying. There's something else. I don't know. Ever since that Grubhub ad with the soccer fans, uh, I've really... My stock in soccer fans has dropped exponentially. Dave, you bring up ads almost every episode. You're obsessed. Well, I watch a lot of Hulu with ads. Dave, David, do you ever heard of a website called Adbusters? Uh, yeah, they're like based, right? <laughs> I think you should check them out. I think you'd you'd be really into that. It was a magazine, right? Um, I don't remember. I look up some ad busters. I had to read about ad busters in like a class I took once. It sounds stupid. I was kind of bummed. I was kind of pissed about it. Oh, I think Enid's coming over to you, David. Okay, I'm looking at one right now. It's a picture of a burger with uh ten. Uh, patties on it and it says are we happy yet that's fucking dumb (laughs) (laughs) will capitalism implode post corona mind bomb what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) did you have a post corona mind bomb David uh no Tone shift, and it's a picture of Trump getting a pie thrown at him. Wow. Like a bitch. Yeah. Oh, no. Cool fascismo. And then it's a picture of Donald Trump with a barcode Hitler mustache. (laughs) Adbusters sucks. (laughs) It really sucks. You want a t-shirt with that shit on it? Yeah, right? Um, yeah, he's uh, he's running again. And then they got uh, Uncle Sam, but it's Santa Claus, and it says, I want you to spend a lot to prove your love to your family. Hashtag buy nothing Xmas. God, would you? Whoever <laughs> runs Adbusters should do something that you would censor me for saying. 
not as funny. <laughs> Thanks for self-censoring. Um, <sighs> Fucking defund adbusters. <laughs> defund adbusters. Give the money to Twitter. We're going to start a battle of the bands or a talent show or something like that. Adbusters seems like a magazine for that guy um, uh, in every college class who thinks he's brilliant because uh, he's like, yeah, corporations, that guess what? They don't care about you. Hey, Twitter. No one, like, uh, the guy wears a t-shirt that says, they got the Twitter bird, and it's like, no one cares, you know? Uh, advertising doesn't work on me. Yeah, that kind of guy. Shut the fuck. I'm tired of looking at Adbusters. I think, David, I think this is going to be your new, like, vibe. You're going to be very pro-advertising. And you're going to be like, yeah, advertising works on me. It's awesome. It doesn't work on me. You know? Well, I mean, like, I just... It doesn't work, but it doesn't not work either. I saw an advertisement the other day that's like, that is something... I don't know if I need it, but someone I know needs it. It is a six-foot inflatable T-Rex remote control that's like, my nephew needs that. (laughs) I must get it. Yeah, David, you're going to be like... um, Yeah, David, you're you're about to start dressing like Garth in that scene from Wayne's World where he's advertising Doritos or whatever. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that era. Do the guys at Adbusters buy anything? No, they probably um, are farmers and they sustain on the products that they make for themselves. But as for that Christmas ad, it's like, well, do you have loved ones? (laughs) Does anyone love you? Like, is the world, is like uh, your social world not off put by this stupid magazine you've been running for 40 years or whatever? Is it like a print publication? It was at one point, I'm sure. God. Yeah, I remember learning about Adbus. I think when I was in journalism school. What'd they say about it? I think we. it was like in my textbook, <laughs> there was a little segment on it. Criti- yay or pos- critical or acclaim? I think it was just like, this is an interesting example of something. And I'm like, well, it's certainly an example. Yeah. Well, what's your take on Adbusters then? Uh, it seems corny. Yeah. Uh, and kind of pointless. And it's like, is there actual writing in it or is it just stupid ads? I don't know. I think maybe it's always actually just been a website. I'm not positive though. Let me look it up. I uh, just, uh, we're watching a J- Japan Walker video and, um, there was an establishment called Guitar World. You think they kind of run Guitar Center? Like Guitar Center is kind of a, a, you know, an extension of Guitar World. Is there oh. a Guitar Galaxy out there? That'd be a good name for a store. Guitar Kingdom. <laughs> Dude, in a perfect world, it, it um. Humans would be able to be part guitar. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's been around since 1989. I don't think you really gave a shit about my cool idea. I think you're possessed by adbusters now. Past and present contributors to the magazine include... Jonathan Barnbrook, Morris Berman, Brendan Connell, Simon Critchley, David Graber, Michael Hart, Chris Hedges, I know who that is, Bill McKibben. Who's Chris Hedges? He's like a Canadian leftist writer, journalist, I'm sure, too. He's an, oh, he's not Canadian. He's an American journalist, Presbyterian minister, author, and commentator. The Presbyterian mm. minister part really yeah. caught me off guard. Uh, Matt Taibbi, Slavo Žižek, and others. 
Well, I'm well, disappointed G-Jack was written for Adbusters. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> Matt Taibbi, too, honestly. <laughs> you like Matt Taibbi? I've read some of his writing, and I kind of liked it, yeah. But that was when I was in high school. Yeah. He wrote for Rolling Stone, too, right? Yeah, for a long time. Um, Slavoj Žižek. How do we get him on the show? That's what's gonna sky. That's what's gonna rocket us to the top. Yeah, well, let's reach out to him on Twitter. Yeah, what's uh, I haven't been on Twitter for a couple of days, really. Well, no, I was on there yesterday. People are opening up their DMs. Yeah, he's opening up his DMs. We can message him. I haven't really. Slavoj is. Well, I don't know if he's on Twitter. Oh, probably not. Actually. Remember that one episode of Chapo where Virgil was interviewing him one-on-one and asked him about that five-hour movie? He's like, so I, I watched this movie uh, that you talked about in your book. And he's like, oh, yes, I um, only could finish about an hour of that. And so Virgil, like, over-prepared to talk to him about it. Yeah. What was the movie? Uh, It was... I think it was a Nicholas Rogue movie. Something about Man Who Fell to Earth. End of the war. I don't. I don't remember. No, not that one. Is there? I think there's a TV show of that airing right now, isn't there? I wouldn't be surprised. It seems to be the new move is take uh, obscure properties from like the late '70s or early '80s and make them into TV series for no reason. Fletch, American Gigolo, Man Who Fell to Earth. I suppose. Man. I mean, maybe Fletch isn't that obscure. Not really, but also, like, not beloved. I thought it was funny. I've never seen it. <laughs> I just mean, like, I don't he- really hear people talk about it. Yeah, I heard American Gigolo kind of was bad. And. Well, John Barenthal bears no resemblance to Richard Gere. Richard Gere at all. Richard Gere's pretty cool. Wouldn't you say? Um, Good actor. Kind of. I no. think I've only seen him in American Gigolo. <laughs> believe it or not. <clears throat> you haven't seen Chicago? No. That's, that's I don't really want to watch a bar. I don't really want... I think I'm going to avoid ba- Spaz Lerman. Um, Baz Lerman had nothing to do with Chicago. Oh, he didn't. Oh, I've seen him in Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't recommend Moulin Rouge, personally. Or any of his films. Boz Lerman? No, I mean, Elvis was okay, actually. But I don't really like any of his movies. I always come out the other end being like, I'm not mad I watched that, but I don't really think my life is any different. I guess Romeo plus Juliet was okay. It was okay. You got JJ from What High American Summer in there. Oh, Zach really? Orth. He's got a shaved head. Hmm. He's like screaming about something. I don't. I had to. I I um was provided a digital copy of that movie by a trusted source by Baz Luhrmann actually. Yeah. And I tried playing it on my TV and it was like the wrong speed, so like everyone was moving way slower than the dialogue. And I spent probably an hour trying to get it to work right, and it was really increasingly pissing me off. Um, so I don't think I even watched it that night, actually. It ended up streaming somewhere, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just watch it on streaming. I wonder Sorry, if and that's my story. Well, you want to talk about, uh, go back to the topic I was trying to segue into about Twitter? Yeah, I mean, we were there, and then we kind of moved on, and then we're coming back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you think Twitter's going away? Do you think it's going to crumble? Seems like it. Hmm. I didn't think it was for I a haven't minute. really looked too much into it. For a minute there. Yeah. Um, everyone was like, Oh my god, Elon's taken over, Twitter's done. And then after about a week I was like, maybe it's just gonna go on like this forever. Um And then that day he was like be prepared to work hardcore hours or you you can leave. About Twitter? To his uh, guests. Or to his, uh, not guests. His employees? Fucking employees, yeah. So I think, like, over half the people quit. 
Elon Musk is a... And he bought it at a loss without really having a plan for how to make it profitable, I think. Yeah. Have you encountered anyone who paid for the blue check mark? No, I've encountered people talking about it. I actually like, did find a guy... Pay $8, they'll verify you. I did find an annoying reply guy to someone I like on Twitter who was saying some stupid shit, and I'm like, there's no way he's hasn't paid for this verification. And yeah, he has 300 followers or something. So I was surprised to see one in the wild, but I don't think there's really that many of them out there. You have to be a fucking loser to pay for a blue check mark. <laughs> what else is there about... um? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not that invested in Twitter at all. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, the accounts I follow that I think are funny. You know, like, Wint, Brenda K. Sanders. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so, I don't really... Like, if it goes down, what do you think is the overall impact on the world at large? If there's no more Twitter? I don't know. Might be good. Yeah, is it like really I'll that bad? Yeah. I mean I don't Is think there anything that Twitter offers that's not already present in the world? No. I mean it, it, I'm some kind of surprised it's been around for as long as it has. Yeah. It's been like almost fifteen years, I think. Maybe we'll just go to the trajectory of uh Facebook. Maybe. Where you know, Facebook is just for boomers. And maybe Twitter will just become for, like, crypto guys or people who pay for check marks mm-hmm. or Manosphere people. And it will be a very a, a, a decreasing, like, a less and less cool thing to be on. Mm-hmm. And then is there a replacement for it, do you think? I think people just, just Instagram and then just the real world? I feel like there's going to be <laughs> that, which the real Insta- world. Huh? Yeah, Instagram kind of is more about you know photos so it's like it's just kind of a maybe a tool for hey check out what i was doing last night in the real world yeah people will find another online space to occupy that's probably parlor twitter (laughs) 4chan i mean i guarantee you someone right now is like okay time to launch my twitter alternative so there's going to be a bunch probably and i don't know I mean, it is kind of weird to have, like, these legacy websites that have just been around forever. Yeah. I mean, like, YouTube is one, but I feel like YouTube's in good shape. I wouldn't say it's better than ever, but, like, I spend a lot of time on YouTube for sure. It's tight, yeah. It used to be better, I think. I think there used to be fewer ads. Yeah, The true. layout has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. All, like, constantly. Yeah, I think they kind of settled down a little bit. Like in the early 2000s? Or yeah. Not early 2000s, but like late 2000s, early 2010s. Someone's going to invent an app that um, jacks you off. Literally. Like and phys- says stuff like, that was a really good post. You just Physically somehow, yeah. You're very smart, conscientious. Yeah. <laughs> So that's coming. Women are looking at this tweet and getting aroused by how good of a guy you are. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I saw a good... Uh, it's It makes me horny. You include your pronouns in your, your bio. I think I saw a good, like, fake t-shirt ad again. Oh, yeah. It's like a fleece <coughs> blouse that says, yes, I'm cold. And then it's attributed to me, 24 colon 7. What do you think about that? That blows. What do you think of that? Um, I already ordered one. Wow. Actually? No. <laughs> what if Rafi became an adult artist? Who? Rafi, the banana phone guy. Oh, yeah. But it's vibrator phone. Ring, or it could ring, just be ring, a ring, 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 ring. Hibachi phone. <laughs> Hibachi. Oh, I don't think people are jacking off Hitachi. on Hibachi grills. <laughs> They're going to Benihana, just yeah, busting. All right, catch the shrimp. <laughs> oh, spread them. Catch it where? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, we should record at a Benihana one day. Yeah. When, when's the cool. last time you've been to Benihana? 
Was it when you were making that delivery? Oh, yeah. I guess I delivered. Yeah. But, like, to eat. La- okay, last time I've been in a Benihana was Thursday. Last time I've eaten at a Benihana, um, probably a year and a half ago. Oh. I just like to imagine someone uh, bursting into Benihana, making the rounds, just wa- speed walking around and then leaving. What do you mean making the rounds? Just like walking around all the tables, like like a robot kind of, and then leaving, just patrolling. Oh, yeah. And then they can be like, oh, yeah, I went to Benihana yesterday. Well, that's kind of what I did. And they'd be like, well, what would you eat? Um, what do you mean? I saw some pe- I saw some other people eating. Yeah. There was one dude. He just like just starts describing the meals everyone was eating. Yeah, one guy got like a fucked up looking steak. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that clip that was like from a couple of years ago? It was the NBA Finals when Drake when the Raptors were in it and Drake was hanging out on the sidelines? You remember that? Yeah. Do you, you see the the video? It's like the coach looking stressed out. And then Drake just kind of, it's just like, uh, they're filming him, and then Drake comes into frame really quick, rubs his shoulders, and then leaves. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. It's very funny, but if, I just imagine, like, a Benihana chef working on the grill, and then Drake comes out of nowhere, rubs his shoulders, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> What's some funny stuff you could cook on a hibachi grill? Pizza. Pizza. Like, imagine <laughs> just throw, throwing a pizza in there. <laughs> <laughs> like an already cooked pizza just some mac and cheese drop it on the <laughs> bunch of cheese sauce getting everywhere yeah, yeah. boil up cook up some ramen <laughs> dump the wet bowl of ramen on the grill uh-huh um pancakes <laughs> flipping flapjacks on that thing pancakes are actually good that's a that's a practical one just throw like a potato on there, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just catches it on fire. <laughs> some Kit Kat bars, maybe <laughs> yeah. some hot Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> Has anyone tried <laughs> frying a Cheeto? I don't know. <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> <laughs> we should do that as a video. Just dump, dump see what happens when you fry uh, hot Cheetos. <laughs> Just dump a bunch of pr- bunch of pretzels on there. Uh, you want to do that one day? <laughs> fry a Cheeto. Yeah, maybe for the two-year anniversary of the show, just fry up <laughs> some hot Cheetos. Yeah, have some hot Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, we'll boil some Dr. Pepper. We'll make a stew. <laughs> Dr. Cheeto. <laughs> yeah. It's a new diet craze. And we'll make a salad with some crushed up Pringles as the toppers. <laughs> and then, um. Sorry, I don't know. Microwave and milkshake. <laughs> just people doing goofy shit with food. Gets me every time. That's I think Weird Al kind of saw the Matrix with that. He was kind of the Steve Jobs of, like, food humor. Mm-hmm. He was able to peek around the corner of the future and be like, people think food is funny. And it doesn't hurt anyone's feelings, usually. Yeah, unlike that very mean-spirited I'm fat song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. That kind of worked out for him with uh, Michael Jackson's legacy was tarnished, and so he's like, you know what, I'm just not going to perform those songs anymore. And then he gets to avoid uh, people who are mad at him about fat phobia. That song is funny, though. Yeah. What's the best line from Fat? Uh, doesn't he say something about having more chins than a Chinese phone book or something? <laughs> he does say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never use a phone booth. But that probably isn't very the coolest lyric anymore, <laughs> but... Uh, um, or it's time for rock news. What do you think? I don't think we've expanded Twitter enough. I'm out of things to say about Twitter. I want to know what's going to happen. I, well, I do wonder, like... <laughs> Time will tell, I guess. Are people concerned or worried, or do people not care? Uh, probably some nerds are. I think most people are kind of like, well, we've had our fun with this website. Yeah. It kind of just gets worse every year a little bit. Yeah. There's kind of like... I'd say it's been pretty annoying for a while. No, there's never going to be peace on Twitter. There's There's always people posting stupid takes. I mean, it is funny when people post bad takes and then get roasted, but... yeah. 
you know, it's kind of like the main character of Twitter thing. It's like every day there's a new main character of Twitter, and uh, your goal is to not be the main character of Twitter. And I'm trying to be. <laughs> you know, we got. I mean, we did get a lot of funny stuff, but I feel like. I hope that happens. I hope there's one guy who finds a way to consistently be the main character of Twitter until it's no more. Like every day or every week, maybe, because, you know, you can't shock people every day. Mm. He says something that people just freak out about. Kanye could do it. He could. His, uh, yeah, and his, like, he's got some minions, you know, like Bean Dad, um, Glenn Greenwald, the dude who, um, posted about the fucking. I lost my train of thought. Unrelated, I guess, to Twitter, but there's that one TikTok that makes the rounds. It's like, it's like the POV. I don't know if you ever saw it. Where it's like POV. It's the 1950s. And it's like... It's, a, it's the 1950s, and you have to watch your African-American friend be beaten to pretend like you're okay. It's just like a girl crying to sad, like... Joji Music, you've seen that one? Yeah, I do. I've seen this. Yeah, that one. That video fucking sucks. She could be another crony of Kanye West for sure. Yeah. Yay. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't don't dead name. Yeah. He is kind of treating it like that. What? That he's being dead named? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He. Did, like, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. I mean, he was known. He's he was known professionally as Kanye West for like years. But he's been. I think he's been telegraphing this change. I was just looking at my copy of Graduation today. And you notice it's capital K-A-N, capital Y-E. Oh? Hmm. He's been trying to drop the con for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll get a... He's going to... What's his name? Like, con... Like Khan from Star Trek. He's gonna yeah. be like he's gonna split off into two different people. Khan is everything sensible Kanye West has ever said or thought. It's gonna be like Kids See Ghosts too, but <coughs> with Kanye West and Khan, the fictional character, instead of Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty apathetic about Twitter. Me too. I, I don't. I'm not that invested in it. it. You but know, as long as I can get like. All of Wint's tweets saved. All of the classic Donald Trump tweets saved. I assume everyone that people are gonna like get on that and archive everything, so I can just look at it whenever I want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, like the day-to-day like discourse of Twitter, I've never been that invested in. No, I mean, I usually will like I I'm just like selective with accounts I pay attention to, and it's like once in a while I'll be, you know, on the toilet or something and be like. I'm going to go read uh, Drill's tweets from the past month. And that takes up about half an hour, and then I move on with my day. But, I mean, I've also never been good at posting. I was better on my old account. <clears throat> yeah. The OJ account? Yeah. Yeah. I think you should have never given up the OJ account. Yeah. Well, I deleted Twitter off my phone, and then just couldn't get back into it. Okay, I thought you were legitimately scared by OJ. No. No, that's why I want to get back into it. I want to see if he messaged me. <laughs> but yeah, if it goes, it goes. I'm not even... I don't use Instagram or anything. I don't use anything else, really, so... Just YouTube. So it's just going to be YouTube for me. Maybe I'll check in with some of my favorite posters. Did you see what happened uh, in Poland uh, this week? A uh, thing blew up and... It was actually not uh, Ukraine or whatever, or Russia. It wasn't Russia? No. Okay, because that news disappeared. Dylan called me and was talking about it for a while. And then I got home and looked into it, and the news was gone. I, yeah, I believe it was misreported. Well, it, it was like, that's what they knew at Brian the time. Brian Williams strikes again. <laughs> you you do remember who he is then? Now I do. Well, I, I remember him from us talking about him at breakfast. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, the coop, strikes again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about Rachel Maddow for some reason. Yeah, well, I want to see if we Mind can do, Mind over like, chatter. 
Uh, yeah, well, I want to see like what her ratings are doing, what her ratings be like. They're kind of. What dip- those ratings do, Rachel? They're dipping. I don't know. I think it was like two hundred fifty thousand as of last year. I think I heard sometime last year that just like generally since the Trump administration has ended for now, um, <laughs> all, like all of those news sites ratings are dipped mm-hmm. or cooked. Probably. Unless you're like a Ukraine sicko. And good, honestly. Yeah. A Ukraine sicko? Yeah. You're like really following the war. Oh, yeah. That was all of us at the beginning of the year, though. What, following the Ukraine-Russia thing? Yeah. I guess. I don't think there's anything especially wrong with it, but I think making it your whole thing is kind of like unnecessary. Yeah. I guess we talk about it all the time every episode now. Yeah. Well, you're interested in those u- single Ukrainian women on YouTube. Yeah, I'm trying to save them from uh, that fire. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> um. Are you ready for rock news? Yeah, and then we got some news about our president. Well, what what, what news? He's running again. Joe Biden. No. Oh, you you mean you're a president? Yeah, my, my <laughs> the only POTUS I recognize, Donald G. Uh, I don't really have much to Donald say about Sla- that. Donald Slay Trump. I mean, it is kind of it's like funny that he's doing it again, but yeah, the magic is over for sure. The 24 karat magic is not in the air tonight for Donald. (laughs) I would say he's cooked. Who knows, dude? I don't know. It's impossible to tell. I mean, you can speculate. It is two years out. But it's like weird stuff happens. Someone could die. Change things for everybody. Yeah, you Did mean, you just uh, take a photo of me? Yeah, no, I actually screenshotted my home screen. No. <laughs> Who could die? The Santis? Sure. Anyone can die. Trump's hoping for DeSantis to die. For oh, sure. what if uh, one of Trump's kids died? Do you think that would No, that would What do you think he would What do you think he would do? He'd pull a bow. Would he'd he use it? He'd do, that'd be his bow. Would he do I don't know if he would. When my good my good friend Eric Trump died, I knew I had to th- throw my hat back in the race for him. That would probably be the most interesting development. That I would be like curious how he would respond. It would to be that. funny because he wouldn't mourn like a normal person. I don't think. Yeah, I almost like would he even care? He would pretend to. He would for you know performatively care in a way that's like no normal human do. Like uh. He would forget Eric's middle name or something. Or we're designating Eric's the one that dies. Yeah. He would give a speech like, uh, this is a song that was a favorite of Eric, and you put on a live by Pearl Jam <laughs> or something. It's like, me and Eric, you know, we always used to argue. We were, I was a big fan of Top Gun, and I used to tell him he was Goose. Well, if you know the end of that movie, Eric is Goose. I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah, whatever he does, it would surely be hilarious. Very, very weird. He'd have him airbrush on a T-shirt, wear it over. I mean, re- like who, literally, who knows? <laughs> this is a picture of who I'm being told is my son Eric. I'm just learning about his death for the first time, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 then he'll just replace him with the. Uh, He'd post rest in peace, Eric Trump. Post a picture of of Donald Trump Jr. He'd submit applications for a new son, or he would open up applications. Let that one sink in. Hmm. Sorry. He posts a picture. Rest in peace to a great man, good friend, my son, Eric Trump Jr. Eric Trump, and then it's a picture of Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> or if he called him Eric Trump Jr. <laughs> yeah. Forgot his own name. <laughs> Eric Ivanka Trump EIT Why? Wow, what do you think he would rea- react if I don't know I'm died? really uh, kind of thrown by this I never even considered it 
Because, yeah, I mean, it would be... He wouldn't be Joe about Bo. He would not do the Joe Biden thing. He would, um... <laughs> I don't know. It is kind of cute. He named his son Bo. <laughs> 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 Joe and Bo. Oh, that's actually, uh, in Joe Para. Joe has, uh, in the show, he has a... A twin brother named Bo, actually. Really? Yeah, the, he, he doesn't show up uh, ever. Do you think Joe Biden watched uh, Joe Barra talks to you and renamed in the 80s and re- yeah <laughs> I mean who knows man um hey. so that's all I got to say Go about to rock that news gonna rock it man what if Melania died I know you will have I shown you that Paul McCartney what if flip? Donald Trump has his own OJ situation <laughs> <laughs> he's got you know what if he's getting chased in his limo that would uh that wow there'd be like a network battle to see who's gonna like cover the the court hearings imagine like oan's reaction and the police the crook the crooked police are chasing this innocent man <laughs> he'd be flying away in his private jet and there'd be like helicopters going after him yeah Fans, like, uh, oh, the boaters for Trump are like following underneath. Run. So many ways this could go, you know. Fly away, my president. Fly close to the sun. That's a OAN's response or something. Fly as high as you can be. And don't forget your fallen king. Oh, yeah, they're, they're simps for sure. Yeah. I think we got to do something about Ticketmaster. Yeah, why? You know what? No, that's a limp take. That's been, that's a cold, that's an ice cold take. And yeah. just this week, all the Taylor Swift fans are discovering that Ticketmaster blows. Really? Oh, yeah, uh, there was a whole thing. Um, The tickets went on sale to, like, the fan club earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And they were just like inundated with uh, people in the online queue. There were like thousands and thousands of people in queue for tickets, waiting like hours and hours to get a chance to buy tickets. And like, uh, I think two hundred fifty dollars was kind of like the cheapest tickets in some venues for like the worst tickets. And uh, then there was supposed to be a general public on sale. And I think Ticketmaster was so overwhelmed with, like, the demand that they just had to cancel the general on sale to the public. Hmm. So a bunch of people got kind of kind of railed on that one. Not that I'm a fan or anything, but um, that sucks. It's, a, it's like Ticketmaster. All right pretty bold to say you're the master of tickets and to screw up like this ticket then there's a Bruce scammer (laughs) (laughs) Um, the Bruce Springsteen thing I know about that yeah that's the other thing the boss Uh, well he's trying to like lower the prices right the price is right. <laughs> the price, yeah. <laughs> the pr- it's like the tickets are like thousands of dollars, and he's like, "Well, I'm sorry, folks, but the price is right." <laughs> or it's the show, "The Price Is Right," and um, it's like on the pedestal is just like two paper tickets just sitting there. Now, if you could excuse me, I'm trying to work on a song for Joe Biden's next inauguration, and we're driving up to Dover. To see Bo Biden's grave. <laughs> oh my god. This Rock News website has yet another article about Dave Mustaine and Metallica. <laughs> it's just once a week they have to post something about Dave Mustaine. It's not even interesting anymore. No. <laughs> this one's why Dave Mustaine's Metallica reunion talks failed. Let me look at the author and see how many articles he's written about Dave Mustaine. Oof, look at this. Oh, God. I'm not going to comment on that guy's appearance. 
Well, let me look. He's got like rainbow dyed beard. He is disgusting. This <laughs> is wow. Let's see, he's got okay. Another article about Metallica. Mm, Sammy Hagar. Mm. Sammy Hagar, the horrible. Some of Steve Vai. Another Sammy Hagar article. Another, so so far, there's more Peter Frampton and Sammy Hagar articles under this guy's belt. I can't imagine being someone who listens to Steve Vai and Sammy Hagar. You know. <laughs> Yeah. He wrote an article just called When Jerry Lee Lewis Married His 13-Year-Old Cousin. It was an acceptable thing. <laughs> yeah. So, no, so he's not, not taking a stance on the... <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst take I've, all, I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> Silvio, what the hell? Yeah, did we need another article about that? I was. I don't even know what he's trying to say. He's not really. He's just taking. He's a true journalist. He's being, you know, right down the middle with it. He's author of seventeen books, all about when Dave Mustaine got kicked out of Metallica. Honestly, the dude probably like is like, yeah, it's a paycheck. It's a deadline. I got to Yeah, yeah, I get like $40 per article, so I have to um just have to really crank them out. To be honest, I don't even listen to classic rock. My favorite artist is Kenny Lattimore. Who is that? Um He's an R&B singer from the 90s. Do you watch anything anything cool lately? Rock Rock News really isn't popping off. Yeah, this Rock week. News kind of sucks this week. <laughs> you you know what? We oh, should you, just do a thing. If we see, it's like a Groundhog's Day. If we see an article about Dave Mustaine and Metallica, it's like, well, Rock News is not to be today. <laughs> 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 there is no Rock News. <laughs> uh, watch anything? No, mm. I have not watched a movie in a week. Really anything but Seinfeld. Just comedy, 24-7. How was there never a Seinfeld movie? I guess the closest we got was that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Um, There's never a Friends movie? I plan on watching Showgirls today. Nice. Uh, I watched On the Waterfront last week. Yeah, I think we covered that last episode. Hmm. Or maybe we didn't, but I don't think you had much to say. You ever see As Above? Watched a video about WrestleMania 14. Feature length? No, it's the video about it. No, can't talk about it then. Anyway. Oh, you ever see uh, As As Above, So Below? Uh, long, uh, not a long time ago, but maybe four years ago, yeah. I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's like Katie's favorite horror movies. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's cool for like the first hour and then it kind of goes to shit, but it's it's like equal parts Indiana Jones, National Treasure, The Mummy. It's kind of like inspired by all those like archaeology adventure movies. Yeah. But kind of with like a found footage horror twist. I kind of appreciated that about it. But like, I don't know. It... The freaking when when they're in the museum and they take the tablet off the wall and they like pour chemicals on it. It's, it's like an ancient tablet, and they like light it on fire and shit. Kind of like pretty the funny. Porridge flingers at the the Van Gogh painting. Yeah, it's kind of what they did, huh? Except it wasn't a. It was a, just a stone slab, so I guess you can't really mess it up that much unless you broke it in half. <laughs> It is funny that they just lifted it off the wall. There weren't, like, lasers or anything to, like, detect that they were doing that. What uh, artist painted that painting over there? Uh, Klimt. Klimt? Yeah, Gustav Klimt. Oh. Why? I was just wondering. I should have said something funny. Should have been, like, Banksy? uh, Yeah, Banksy. (laughs) It's a Banksy original. (laughs) Some Adbusters, actually. It's, um... I don't know, my uh, 
my baby cousin uh, painted that in art class, in his private art class. Boneface. Boneface. Yeah. Yeah, Boneface. Let's name all the artists we can think of. Uh, it's David Hockney. I can't. I can't think of a single damn one. Salvador Dali. Rembrandt. Vermeer. Whistler. Bacon. What? <laughs> Who? It's a guy's name. Remember the paint? Is it Francis Bacon? There is a Francis. I didn't know he was a painter. Uh, he has that painting I really like. Beethoven. Oh shit. Or wait, am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the artist. Yeah. I can only think of composers. Yeah, he has those paintings. I think are so cool. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Hmm. Okay. I kind of recognize that. It's in Batman. Batman, though, that's an artist. Yeah. Yeah, John Romita, Jack Kirby. Is there like a Jack super Kirby is cool. Superhero or a uh villain who's like a a painter? I don't know. I mean the Joker kind of for that one sequence in Batman 89. Yeah. Yeah, Joker in that movie is kind of like a celebrity who has, like, passing interests. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, as above, so below, I would, I would soft recommend to anyone interested in found footage horror. Basquiat. Basquiat. Yeah. I think you mean Basquiat. Uh, Basquiat. Basquiat. <laughs> Keith Harry. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Um, Bob Ross. Optimus Prime. Yeah, Optimus Prime. Um, whoever painted this. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This is a picture of uh, what looks like Darth Vader trying to poke Princess Leia in the butt. By Amori MXX on DeviantArt. He truly is a bastard, that Darth Vader. He's a fucked up guy. Trying to find some funny deviant art shit. Maybe if I type in deviant art, NSFW fan. Also, <laughs> you ever watch uh, the man who wasn't there? That's uh. It's a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was a remake of like a noir movie, but it's literally not. Deviant art, Thomas the Tank. <laughs> it's in black and white, right? Yeah. Wait, Thomas and Percy. It's got Billy Bob Thornton and Francis McDormand and James Gandolfini, our boy. Basically playing Tony. He's kind of playing like Kevin Finnerty, but in a very Tony Soprano type way. Yeah. NSFW. <laughs> Kevin Finnerty. <laughs> Rule 34. <laughs> Oh, someone just drew if Thomas and Percy were people. Oh. That's stupid as fuck. They just have... That movie was kind of cool, though. The man <sighs> wasn't there. Yeah, I kind of want to watch all of... Uh, the Coen Brothers stuff? Yeah, all of it. Oh, my God. I realized I've seen, like, most of their <laughs> shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is like a... It's like a, a Dr. Manhattan crossed with Thomas the Tank Engine. Kind of going <laughs> yeah. On. He's got the bodybuilder G-string going. Yeah. That's something I tried watching. Killer Sally, that documentary on Netflix about bodybuilders. Oh. I don't know what this is. Uh, it's about, like, a man and a woman. They're both bodybuilders, and they start dating, and then the wife kills the husband. Hmm. Anyway, have you ever seen Blood Simple? <laughs> yeah. Is that one tight? Yeah, it's not bad. Not like my fave or anything by far, but it's like pretty okay for a first movie. Okay. It's got the typical like trappings of a serious Coen Brothers movie. That one's not real funny necessarily. I don't know. It, I mean, if you've seen enough Coen Brothers movies, you know there's like the funny ones that oftentimes kind of suck. And there's, like, the serious ones that are 
Usually pretty good. Which ones do you think suck? Hail Caesar? Uh, yeah, I don't think Hail Caesar is that great. Um, I mean, even the good one, like Raising Arizona is good, but it kind of bungles the ending. You know what I mean? I think that's forgivable. And I think just like generally, <clears throat> the deal is like one, like Ethan will direct one, then Joel will direct one. Um, Big Lebowski's funny, and I don't think that one sucks. Yeah, that one kind of turned out pretty alright. Even that one, I don't think is like that great, to be honest. Uh, I like it still. I mean, uh, it's not my favorite. I like Miller's Crossing still the most. Really, like in the past decade, the only really good one I think was Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, he didn't like Macbeth. I didn't see Macbeth. Huh? I didn't see that one actually. And that's not a brother's production. That's just Joel. Really? Yeah. Huh. You know, it was a really bad Coen Brothers movie. Francis yeah. McDormand's uh, Oscars acceptance speech from 2018. <laughs> That was a train wreck. So one one thing I was observing about me and who wasn't there was like Francis McDormand is looking fine in that movie. Yeah. Just saying, it was nice to watch an old movie with Francis McDormand where she's she's a babe. Yeah. Where she's not drunk. <laughs> or whatever was wrong with her during the twenty eighteen <laughs> Oscar speech. <laughs> I just feel like that's one of those things where people are like, Frances McDormand totally slays at the Oscars. And it's like, <laughs> she looks like she's having a panic attack. Yeah. A lot of exasperation. and Don't know what was going on there. Putting her arms out like she's Goku collecting <laughs> like energy from the galaxy. <laughs> and doing like, ah! And it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? So I've seen most of these Coen Brothers. The I want to be like, you know, it's like Tom Cruise when he got slapped. They're like, what the hell is the problem? What is the matter with you? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what Joel said when uh, she sat back down. <laughs> How am I supposed to make another movie after that? Yeah. You embarrassed me. No, I think I've, I've seen like pretty much all their movies except for... Intolerable Cruelty and The Lady Killers. Hmm. Lady Killers, I've heard, is a piece of shit. And it's a remake. It's got, like, Tom Hanks, I think one of the Wayans brothers, and someone else. J.K. Simmons? No, Tom Jacobson? J.K. Rowling? It is J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I don't know. I heard it was terrible. But, like, besides that, they're weird because, like, you know, you have a bunch in their catalog that are underrated, but you kind of have, like, the same couple that come up over and over as, like, the best ones. Let's go over. So, you already went over Blood Simple. Raising Arizona. Arizona. Miller's Crossing, I think, is kind of good, but it's a tough sell. I think it's great. It's my favorite one. Is it? Yeah, I want to have sex with that movie. (laughs) I think it's on Criterion. I might go today and buy it. It is. I already have and it on then, Blu-ray or else I would. All right. Barton Fink. Never I'm, seen it. That's a good one. I like that one. Hudsucker Proxy. Another good one. Underrated. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was them until this year. Fargo. I like Fargo. Good. Yeah. Big Lebowski. Good. A little overrated, but good. Well, Okay, a little overrated, but I think a very like, well-written movie. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Excuse me. I think that one's good, too. I'm never really in the mood to watch it. No, I've seen it once, and I that was kind of good. I saw it in high school. Yeah, me too, I think. <laughs> like, ma- I saw it in high school in class, and that was it. Oh, really? It was the only time I saw it. Oh, because of the Odyssey? No, I think it was just for American history. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, too. Um, Manu wasn't there. David hasn't seen, seen that one, but I think it's all right. Intolerable Cruelty and the Lady Killers, no fucking clue. No Country for Old Men, that was pretty good. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so you're you're not a 2000s Coen Brothers guy. You're a you're a 90s Coen Brothers guy. I guess so. Burn After Reading, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's very good. I don't think it's that good, but it's kind of funny. A Serious Man started it once. <laughs> 
I don't really like that one. I think it, the fact that it opened up in a different time period threw me for a loop, and I'm like, I can't get into this. Yeah. <clears throat> True Grit. Oh, I have seen that one. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Inside Lewin Davis. I haven't seen it. See, that a was a period one. where I was like, I'm going to go see every Coen Brothers movie. That was like when I was just getting into like filmmakers and stuff when True Grit came out. Yeah. It was around that time. And I'm like, I'm going to go see every single Coen Brothers movie. Then Llewellyn Davis came out and I still didn't have a car. I think it was that like 2011. 2013. 2013. He was like, no one's going to see this movie. I, I, I don't have a car, so <laughs> I'm not going to go see it. Uh, Hail Caesar. I wanted to see that too, but I didn't end up doing it. That's the first. That's the only that, one. I, when did that come out? Twenty sixteen. Okay, I had a car at that point. Just didn't get. Just didn't get around to it. I think at that point, though, I only went to the movies with people. Like yeah. I was never gonna go by myself. I think that's the only one I've, of theirs I've seen in a theater actually. Because after that, it was Bale to Buster Scruggs, and that that uh, dropped on Netflix. Yeah. I don't really like that one. I didn't see it. Hail Caesar, I thought, was just okay, too. And then Tragedy Macbeth, I don't know. It's not a Brothers production, so I don't really care. How do you, I don't believe you. Why not? You don't trust me? No. I don't think... <laughs> I don't believe that Ethan's not involved at all. 2021 American historical thriller <clears throat> film written, directed, and produced by Joel Cohen. It is the first film directed by one of the Cohen brothers without the other's involvement. There you go. Maybe Ethan's whole thing was, no way you're casting Denzel as <laughs> So I think that kind of solidifies Joel as the serious filmmaker of the two. And Ethan is Ethan the racist. Ethan is the one who gets silly. He's just, he's too silly. He's the Anthony Cumia of the two. <laughs> He's he had too many heated gamer moments in the 2010s and uh, that's that. <laughs> well, and that is that. Thanks for joining us for another episode of this podcast. Yeah, next week we might do some uppers. See what that does. Maybe some puppers too. We're gonna go to Benihana and we're gonna pay them extra money to just throw random stuff on the grill just throw cheeto puffs on there throw a uh, can of hairspray on the grill see what happens put some uh, bugles on their fingers and touch them to the grill roll some marbles on the grill you ever do that put bugles on your fingers like claws <laughs> yep <laughs> and they're gonna put them on the grill i can't wait do 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 do